Welcome to the Christian Foundry Podcast, where iron sharpens iron for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the edification of the saints. That's how you do it right there. That's how you do it. Is that how you do it? That's great. That's how you do it. Well, we want to win. (laughs) Kicking mats. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Christian Foundry Podcast. <laughs> you got those headphones on. Huh? Hey, they wasn't on. You got to be ready around Turn here. Turn my ears up. When the three, two, one happens, you better be ready to go. I'm ready now. Go. Welcome to the Christian Foundry Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode. My name is Mason. This is Stephen, Justin. Hello. Matt. Hi. And Joe. Hi. <laughs> Stephen didn't say a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk to him about it? Let him know? Yeah. He got me tickled. He just, he just, this is Steven. <laughs> it's so, the last time, this, we had a first take that, yeah, that, yeah, that he, y'all didn't see. But yeah, because it was. He, he gets around to Joe and he just points at him and doesn't say anything. He was like, well, he forgot Joe's name all of a sudden. But anyway, we had. Mason, some, I thought we were friends. Then we oh, got to a parakeet. And we did I talk about a parakeet. Yeah. You guys missed out. And then Joe. Uh, you, Turner Burn. Matt was like. <laughs> Steven embraces his fun to you. Yeah, I did. Do you want to see? Uh, you want to see uh, what five, six guys panic? <laughs> Matt, go. Hold on. I might have just erased the last episode we recorded, the one that wasn't out yet. The one y'all so watched last one, week. Yeah, the one yeah. you guys watched last week. Matt thought he it's, uh, it's accidentally good. didn't uh, save it and scared and, the tar out of us. We all had a moment of panic. If you watched, but we're it, good now. If you watched it last week, give us a thumbs up in the comments or something. Let us know you're watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. comment, and subscribe. Subscribe. And go check out the merch store that we just got. Yeah. Yeah. In the comments, it'll be there. The link. The link. It'll be in the, the show link. notes. <laughs> the whole store will be in the link in the comments. <laughs> yep. You can buy all the things from there. <laughs> it will? Uh, no. Oh. Okay. You have to click the link. It's on them internets. On the, yeah, the interwebs. On the interwebs. I tried to link it to YouTube, but you got to be an affiliate. Speaking of interwebs, do y'all remember Y2K? <laughs> Yes. Did we talk about this recently? I don't think so. I was like, okay, so during Y2K, I was six. I had just turned six. Everybody right, thought right. that you don't have to do that. <laughs> this man wasn't even born. <laughs> How do you know? You were born like 2001, weren't you? 2000. So yeah, so he has no idea about Y2K. Y2K. He wasn't oh, even man. alive. I know Y2J. Great silver You're killing so, me. So anyway. <laughs> Y2K, everybody thought that was going to be the end of the world, essentially. Like, oh, yeah. oh everything's going to quit coming. All the computers. Jesus is coming back. Count. Like, everything is over. Kind of like a guy that said the rapture would be in 1988. And then. 84. And then when it didn't happen, he said, Christianity's a big fake. I'm leaving. Like, come on, man. I think you're the fake. And then there's the two, there was the 2012, the world's ending. The oh, Maya yeah. Calendar. Yeah, the Maya calendar, calendar ends. I think, yeah, the world's so, going to end every year. Yeah. yeah it's when the end. world ends, what happens? we got 13 years right now. Why, world? Steven? Would you be, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> would you be talking about the return of Christ? I would be. And the ah, judgment of the living and the dead? The judgment was, of the living <gasps> and the dead. Jesus is coming back, and that is where we're <laughs> headed this evening. And eventually, we, eventually, we're talking about that is the worst segue we've ever had. Yeah, yes, that is, is one of the worst. Yeah, if you want a better segue, it was last week. It was last week's segue. <laughs> Jesus is no, coming we are, uh, soon, wow. morning or night or noon. Oh, come on, y'all know that, right? I've heard like I, three no. different tempos just happen. Yeah, I know the rhythm. The rhythm got really weird around here. Uh, but no, we are. We're, we're continuing Woo. our. Our series that we've been doing, and we're we're getting close to the end of our series on primary doctrines. Yep, primary doctrines. So let's just start, let's just go ahead and clarify now that we are talking about the return of Christ. 
But we are not in this episode going to get into eschatology because eschatology has three main biblical views and we can talk about that at some other time. We're just talking about the need to understand and believe that Jesus Christ is indeed returning. And I think that every person that holds some eschatological position, as a matter of fact, every biblical position when it comes to eschatology would lend itself to say, yes, we can agree here. Yeah. Jesus is coming back. That's, that's like the only thing they agree on. That's that's an, that's, uh, there's a few, but that's a one few of other the, things. That's yeah. like the biggest one. That's an orthodox Christian view you yes. have yeah. to right. believe. And that's Absolutely. why we call it a primary yeah. doctrine. It is a very, right? very, very much primary So doctrine. if you came here looking for eschatology... And not this, yet. This is not it. Not this time. No. But Hold you your can, horses. But you can come to South Carolina Baptist Church on Wednesday nights here in the near future. Yes, we will be all up in the t- eschatological stuff. So uh, it's going to be good. I'm ready for that. Me too. Be fun. Fun times. But on the return of Christ, it is something we all have to believe. That's right. And it's something we read in Scripture. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody want to start? I'll, start, off? I'll throw one out okay. there. Uh, we, there are many, many places that there Scripture refers to this, but let's just go ahead and go with uh, John fourteen. Uh, Jesus Himself in my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and you know the way where I am going. And of course, then Thomas says to him. Lord, we do not know where you're going. Uh, how do we know the way? And Jesus said the, the famous words that, that we all know, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. So clearly Christ is, um, is preparing a place That's right. and will return for those that he loves. Yep, which are those that are saved, those yeah. that have repented and believed the gospel. And I see that in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, we hear the words, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in kingdom. So we know that he's coming and he's judging, right? He's not only going to prepare a place for those he loves, he's going to send those that don't love him to a place as well. He's going to separate what the Bible says, the, the goats, the sheep and the goats, the wheat and the tares. And that one, I want to take this back to Luke before I pass it on over. In, in the beginning of Luke, in chapter 3, when John the Baptist comes on the scene talking about Jesus, he says in verse 9 that the axe is already laid at the root of the trees. So every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So mm-hmm. judgment uh, essentially is, is it's coming. We don't know when. Uh, nobody knows when. Uh, the, Jesus is coming back at some point. And then it also down here in verse 17 says, his winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear his threshing floor and to gather the weed into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So this idea of this winnowing fork, they would get on the threshing floor and they'd scoop it up and they'd, they'd kind of throw it up and the wheat would sift down and the chaff would go up and kind of be blown away. Right. So it would be separated from the good stuff. It would be sent away from the wheat, which was the good stuff they were looking for. So this is essentially saying that he's coming back. He will return. And when he does, he's going to judge and he's going to separate those, those that love him and he loves them. He will say, well done, my good and faithful servant to those that he does not love and that has not loved him, has not repented of their sin and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. He will send away. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. So 
Uh, I think just in these couple of passages here that we've already thrown out, we see that Jesus is not only coming back, he's coming back to judge. Yeah, he is coming back for a reason. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's important to remember that as well. A lot of yeah. what you just said, it comes from Matthew 25. It says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, just as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Hmm. I think it makes it pretty clear that when he comes, he's judging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Judgment yeah. comes with him. I mean, we also see in Acts 17 where Paul preaches to the people at Athens the same message, but the command there is to repent because he is coming. That's the thing. Judgment comes when he comes. That's right. And, and with no one knowing that time, no one knowing that when that's going to occur, then we can, we can definitely say it's coming soon, yeah. right? Because if you don't know that time, uh, and, and that's one of those things, well, the Bible says it's coming soon. Well, this Bible was written many years ago, but, but when you look at it with the, through the lens of we don't know, so we had, we had better, as Christians, we'd better be doing the things we're supposed to be doing right now. Right. Um, and we should be spreading the gospel because we don't know when that day is. We're running out of time. That's right. And time is not a constraint to God. So soon to him is could oh, yeah. be yeah. many, many of time for us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's it say in Second Peter? It says, where is it? With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years. A yeah. thousand years is like one yeah. day. And it also goes to say, because in Second Peter, his main address is they've been waiting on this day to come. And a lot of people are starting to turn away from that belief that he is coming back. Well, he says in First Peter 3, 9, which is taken out of context a lot, but it says the Lord does not delay his promise as some understood delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to per- perish, but yeah. all to repent. Yeah, and let's be clear what that promise is. That promise is the returning yes. of Christ. Yeah. That promise is not health and wealth and prosperity. And yeah. Just a side note there. Um which, like you said, that, that yeah. passage gets taken out of context an awful lot and twisted, and mm-hmm. that's one thing we want to be be sure that we uh, battle against here. Um, but that whole the whole purpose of the letter the, of in Second Paul or Second Peter, Second Paul, Second Peter. There's that fourteenth one you yeah. can remember. <laughs> is that First Corinthians, Second Paul? <laughs> it's this this idea of the second coming, the coming of the day of the Lord, of, you know, uh, with with His return. It's there's a lot there. Joe, do you have something? Yeah. Uh, with that, assur- that uh, assurance that I if we need... <laughs> you finally got it right. It's about time. I've been trying to get you to get my name right for weeks. Uh, <laughs> but to have to continue on that idea of this assurance that Jesus is coming back, Jesus himself at the end of Revelation chapter 22, he says it not once, not twice, but three times. He says in uh, 22.7, he says, And behold, I am coming soon. That's not... I might be coming back. Ah, let's see. Oh, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the uh, words of the prophecy of this book. And then in 12, it says, Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. There's that judgment. judging. Yeah. There's that judgment. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And then finally, in verse 20, he who testifies to these things, he is being Jesus, says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. Just simple, straight to the point. Jesus, his own words to John 
not once, not twice, but three times, I am coming soon. And if when it comes to reading scripture, if they ever say anything more than once, you got to pay attention to it because they say it for emphasis. It's for your attention to grab your attention again, not once, not twice, but three times. And that's just one chapter. That's just yeah. one chapter. And that's at the yeah. very end. Yeah. The very like it's six to 21 is that section where it's uh, my head. The header of my office is Jesus is coming. Um, of course that's not there in the original writing, but it says Jesus is coming. That's the idea of this is Jesus is coming back. And like 12 says, or like 12 says to repay each one for what he has done. That is separating the wheat from the chaff, like Stephen said, um, to welcome in those who did believe and th- welcome in uh, his children and to cast out the ones um, that were against him, the judgment of the living and the dead. So as a believer, do if we believe and we know that Jesus is coming back to judge, how much should that matter to us? Well, for one, we ought to be real excited about it. Oh, yeah. Right? We ought to be, uh, because that's, you know, that that's the reunification of the broken man to a holy God. Right. And, and yep. so we, we ought to be really excited about that day. But it should also drive us like that hope and knowing that he is coming back. And again, us not knowing the time frame of when that's going to happen, that should drive us and hasten our feet to go share the gospel. Yeah. Because with the day approaching sometime soon unknown time we don't like you said we're running out of time day by day with an unknown end date every day is still one day closer every second is one second closer to that day regardless of where when it is that should hasten every believer's feet to go share the gospel with those around them yeah because we're we're bad to procrastinate right right we're bad to think someone else will do it We're, we're bad to think you know Someone, the, the preacher will share the gospel. Yeah. Well, that's his, that's his, that's job. his job. That's what we pay him for. That, that's, it's whole, his job. that's a whole nother podcast. It's his job to invite people to church. That's your job, Christian. It's your <laughs> job to share the gospel. Yeah. Believers. Uh, it's, yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's every one of our job. Um, pastor is, he's there to equip us to do that job. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's every Christian's job. But yeah, it, it should, it should really drive us to, uh, to have an urgency. Yeah. Like we need to share this now. Yeah. Not tomorrow. There may not be a tomorrow. Yeah. That's true. Being, being the hands and feet of Christ on the physical hands and feet of Christ on the earth. It goes with doing ministry, being involved in that, sharing the gospel and helping others whenever we can. Yeah. That's what being the hands and feet looks like. It's not hands crossed, feet on the floor, sitting in, sitting in church. We do that. We do that to learn. We do that to grow. But what happens <laughs> to throw back to the sponge? You gotta, this is, y'all weren't here for this, the sponge yeah. conversation. But to be a sponge that is constantly, uh, absor- or absorbing scripture and expunge or, uh, fill it, my, my words are not working for me. Filling up and going and sharing it and pouring out. That is what the hands and feet look like. That's what we're supposed to do. And if we're not doing that, then we're just sitting around absorbing for nothing. We get crusty. We get old. We get gross. Yeah. So this it's is why for, it's for nothing. This is why we need that constant reminder that he is coming back. He's coming <laughs> yep. back soon, and he's coming back to judge. Because then it it, it stops us from just absorbing and yeah. tells us it reminds us, hey, we've got to go out there and yeah, yeah. spread in this word. Yeah. So it, we we live we live in light of eternity mm-hmm. on, on this side. So th- there's a lot of people that would say, well, I know that Jesus is coming back. So 
I'm good. I'm saved. And then they just kind of live their life however they want to. And that's not the way we should live. No. Right? Y'all have all made a, a beautiful case of how we should live as believers in light of eternity. Yes, we have that assurance of salvation that we know that we'll hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Do we deserve that? Absolutely not. I know I don't. Unmarried, but The unmerited favor of God. Yeah, that should push us to preach the gospel. That should push us to, uh, and I, let me just say proclaim the gospel, because many people say preaching the gospel is like preaching from the pulpit, but it's not. It's, it's that and proclaiming the gospel in the community. So we should know that there are people out there that are dying and going to hear the words, depart from me, for I never knew you. Yeah. So we should take the Great Commission seriously, live in light of eternity, and go out and preach the gospel and warn them of this coming judgment. Yeah. Yep. Right? And not only that, as we're living our Christian life, this sanctification process happens. When we, when we are judged, finally, that is going to be our final glorification, mm-hmm. right? So this life that we live is not one that says, well... I'm going to heaven. I'll just do whatever I want to. I'll ride it out till I get there, right? That shouldn't, if that's the thought we have, then we're probably not even saved. Yeah, that's not the yeah. attitude of a truth. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if we, if as believers, if our job or if everything that we're supposed to be on this side, like on the earth, when we get saved, if that's it and there's nothing else for us to do, then we would yeah. go straight to well, heaven. Right. We, yeah. We would just, like, what's yeah. the point? We would just go straight there. Like, yeah. save, well, boom, pl- done. Let me pluck yeah. you. Yeah. Right you're now. coming home, brother, <laughs> sister. Coming home. Yeah, but there are right. there but, are works yes. that were yeah. created for us to do. Yeah, right? beforehand. Yeah. Beforehand. Right? I've been reading so, uh, Ephesians two ten. Holiness by J C Ryle, and he made a he made a great case. You know, when we see the new birth, how the affections have changed, how the love for sin is not there anymore. The love for righteousness and the good works that God has prepared for us is there, and that's fruit of it. Now, granted, we yearn for eternity. I mean, we're still, even though we're changed, we still live on this sinful planet. Yeah. yeah, but there's a change there that you were making a point of. That if it's not there, you're probably not even saved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, think about what you just said. There's new affections. There's new desires, and that is given to us by God. Think about. I know that only two of us at this table have had kids. Now it may have taken some while to learn this, but once we had our first kid, the things that we did. A lot of it changed because you take two, two, a man and a woman, they can get up, go do whatever they want to, when they want to. Now you have a kid involved. Your affections are now for this child. You know, you got to feed this child. You got to take care of this child. Now you're, you find yourself instead of watching Top Gun, you're watching, uh, the Cocoa backyardigans Mel- and Cocoa Wonder Pits and yeah, Coco Melon and all that. And you, and you learn all those songs too. I have no idea what those things are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had Top Gun. I definitely matter, have matter, that one. That one I know. But, matter of fact, I, yeah. I walked into a home and had lunch with some church members just the other day and, uh, Michaela was there, Philip's daughter, and she was watching the backyardigans and I still remembered the songs from when my <laughs> kids were little. So, it's like even in a, as a parent, your desires change, your affections change, because now your life has changed. We should be the same way for a Christian, as J.C. Ryle said, as the Bible teaches, that our lives should have new affections now. They should be for Jesus. They should uh, not be a desire to live for ourselves anymore and do the things that we once wanted to do. It should be the things that we now want to do because of Christ who saved us. Side of yourself daily and pick up your cross. Exactly. 
because we do that in light of this coming judgment, although we know we have the assurance of salvation that we'll be finally glorified. We, we, we know that we have that assurance, but we don't know that everybody else does. Everybody yeah. else, but and, that, that new desire, that, that's, that gives us, that lends itself to this process of sanctification, being made holy, right? So that's the way our life should be lived. We are positionally sanctified, justified, positionally sanctified. We're no longer under the wrath of God. So now we can't just live like heathens. We have to live in light of God's word, be obedient to God's word, because eternity's coming, and we're still going to have to give an account, right? So this life of ours now as a Christian should be becoming obedient to Christ so much that we are being glorified, and then we will finally be glorified in its fullest on, on that day that he comes back to judge. But you're right. Those that don't know Christ, we need to tell them because it's been told to us to go do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to quote me. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he's coming back and he's judging. He's coming back. Anything and he's else judging, to add and, to that? And we've talked about how we should live in, in light of that knowledge. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's very important. Again, this is this, this is primary doctrine. This one is almost obvious. Yeah. yeah. You know, this, I don't, uh, there's there's really no way anybody could say they're Christian and not believe that Jesus is coming that Jesus back. Jesus is coming yeah. back. Um, you're so far outside of orthodoxy at that point that I don't know what you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you deny this, if um, you deny the return of Christ, you likely deny the resurrection of Christ. Yeah, yeah. physical return at that. Physical return. Yeah, that. physical return. Yes, he's coming back bodily. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Physical it's, resurrection. Yep. Physical. Return. Well, but getting back, you know, <laughs> the physical resurrection leads to a bodily return. Right. There you yeah. Go. There you go. Atta so, boy, Joe. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, not Joe. not a whole lot more discussion on this. Really, just uh, no. there's there's scripture after scripture yeah, after scripture. I mean, yeah, you could talk about it all day long, but I think yeah. for the part for what we are trying to do here, yeah. primary doctrines. I mean, it's clear yeah. through yeah. the scriptures. Yeah, it's pretty open and shut. Yeah. yeah. So you want to end it with this verse, twenty four forty two in Matthew. Go ahead. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. Yep. Be on the alert. In the meantime, read your Bible. I'll say it for our our friend that's read not here tonight. Bible. Uh, Ryan is uh is under the weather today, so uh, I'll say it for him. So read read your read your Bible, and also repent, repent and believe. believe. Repent believe. See you next time.